Welcome to She Gets It Podcast. These are my thighs. You at the right place, my place, this show, She Gets It Podcast. Let's go. So, welcome to She Gets It Podcast. This is a place where everything is possible to be spoken about, okay? I have no boundaries. This is pure freedom here, okay? That's enough warning. The topic is... whoa whoa i almost threw away all the things i thought about for this episode i was like let me uh check the trash again and see what i ripped up sure enough how to make this shit into a puzzle but we here though so what i was thinking about yesterday was do people really understand or know how to disagree in a loving way and still not have any like hard feelings about the next person for their opinion i don't think a lot of people understand how to disagree and still be respectable to the next person still keep things cordial still move on to the next thing when people's opinions don't match i think we live in a world filled with hella opinions We pick and choose our friends, our family, and our lovers. Personally, this is what I wholeheartedly believe. Like, you pick those people. And a lot of people know how to disagree. But a lot of people don't know how to disagree and still be considerate of the next person's thoughts and um, opinions and move on. And I think that has to be talked about whether you talk about it with the person you're with whether you talk about it to your parents whether you talk about it to your kids or like your peers whoever they have to see an example of people disagreeing and still you know being respected and still being loving at the end of the day like when you think about it who was the first person you ever remember having an argument that you observed for me the first person I remember having an argument with another person was my mom and my dad and it was in the living room and it was over my mom wanting to take my youngest brother and I to Baltimore to my cousin's house for a weekend and come right back Mama, I remember my mom making me a whole outfit. She, she uh, got fabric. She made me a whole outfit. She made an outfit. I can't remember what my brother was wearing, but I remember my dad sitting at his desk in the second living room, and he was like, if you want to go, you could go. If you want to take your son and go, you could go. But if you're trying to leave and take... My daughter, you're going to have to take half of her. And I remember him taking his gun out of his drawer and putting it on his desk. I think my cousin was there, my aunt was there, my mom, and my brother and I. And once he put that gun on that desk, I already knew I wasn't going nowhere. Like, I already knew, like, wasn't nobody going to take the next step to challenge this man. And the trip was a wrap. And my cousin ended up leaving 
my aunt ended up leaving and my mom never left. That was just like, that shit was just out of the question. I feel like she was upset. I feel like she was disappointed and she was embarrassed. But my mom shuts down when confrontations like that happen. And that was the first time I ever remember witnessing it. Mind you, I had to be like mm, six, six or seven years old when that happened. I'm 32, and I remember that day vividly. So just be mindful of the things that you do and you say in front of your kids, because if it's pivotal enough, it'll stay with them. And then if you think about the first time you ever felt tension in a room or the first time you ever felt like, ooh, something's wrong, nobody saying anything, but something's wrong. The first time I ever felt tension in a room was, you know, being at home. Um, I think I was five. And my dad was yelling at my three older brothers about bringing a gun in the house. And I remember him going back and forth saying, ain't nobody bringing no fucking guns in my house but me. I'm the only one that could bring a gun in this house. Mind you, the gun that my dad was having an uproar about was the Nintendo toy duck gun that shit that you plug into the nintendo box and you shoot the ducks with on the game so he was mad about that so um my oldest brothers he had just sent for them to come up from jamaica and uh we were in philly at the time and they basically had an argument and my brothers was like fuck this like we're not staying here like this man is crazy so they ended up moving to go stay with my aunt um on uh, Springfield and my mom thought that she was gonna you know have a home she thought that she was gonna have all her sons there and me and you know being in one house and he ruined that for her over you know ego over a a toy gun and stroking his fucking power of authority so They ended up moving out, but I just remember feeling that tension in the room. People don't want to say shit. You know, your heart's in your throat. You don't know what's about to go down. This man is just yelling and stomping up and down the house. And that was like my visual of this is what you do when you have a disagreement. You you show your shit. You know what I'm saying? And um, realistically, that's not what you do. But that was the examples that I saw. And in relationships, think about how you grew up and how you disagree with people you're with. Like for me, my first um, ex, whenever we would disagree, I would talk, he would shut down and he would dismiss and act like shit wasn't happening, act like we wasn't talking about shit and acting like it wasn't important. All right, cool. That's why you're an ex. Second one, we would argue. He would threaten. He would get in my face. Um, he would push. Uh, it was very, like, love-hate. Like, let me say all this shit that, you know, is going to hurt your feelings. Let me, uh, like, break shit. Let me rip shit. I remember him, like, ripping a dress that I was wearing while I was wearing it because... He wanted to know why I chose to wear that that day. Like, who was I wearing that for? You know, like, ego. And um, he would cuss me out, like, bad. 
and apologize for it like let's say an hour later a day later and we would go back and forth we would fake break up um then like a few days later it's like a, a conversation and then it's like back to oh i see what you was trying to say yeah you were right about x y and z i was just pissed you know how i am like he lived off of man you already know how i am like that's not an excuse to be shitty just be better um he would hit sometimes and um his last hit on me was uh last year and um yeah so that's how that went and then my third ex um whenever we would disagree we would talk he would talk he didn't tolerate no yelling he didn't tolerate like no like shit being broken or thrown he was very calm it was either you gotta listen to what i gotta say and we gotta move on or you can leave like that was his thing and i i respected the way that he did a lot of his disagreements and things he would want me to you know do better with or vice versa because he was always calm he never called me out my name he was always like honest and he really explained his point of view to the point where like I'm just like okay I get it I understand we just come from two different spectrums like he grew up with his his sister his oldest sister him and his mom and you know his grandmother and it wasn't like his brothers wasn't living in the house with him. His dad wasn't, you know, around like that. So it wasn't very like, oh, this is what men do. Man, This is a manly thing. Or, I mean, he wasn't really big into sports. He wasn't um, into like, oh, I got to get Jordans. Like, he does not own any Jordans. But he loves, like, sneakers, like, we would talk all day about sneakers and good design and he was artistic and when I told him like how I grew up growing up in a house of boys and I was the only girl and I was a tomboy and we fought all the time he was like damn y'all ain't have no home training it's not that we didn't have any home training it's the fact that you probably had a parent in your house that act actually acted like a parent Whereas I grew up in a house where my mom was very sheltered, very quiet, um, and she hid away from confrontation, and she just basically let kids rule the house. Wasn't nobody getting their butt whooped, wasn't nobody being disciplined, wasn't nobody getting in trouble. It was just like a free-for-all. Hey, I went grocery shopping. Ten minutes later, all the fucking groceries is gone because there's no limitations on shit. Nobody has any boundaries. It was basically you in it by yourself for yourself. And that's how I grew up. So I had to become the one that made the rules for myself. I had to become the one that gave Chantal fucking boundaries. So it was just like a different spectrum. So it was at first it was hard having like disagreements with him because I couldn't understand like why the fuck are you so calm when I'm like so pissed off but at the end of the day that kind of like mellowed me out um he would speak on what you know he wasn't cool with 
I would speak on where I was coming from and eventually we moved on from that. Like that's how we had disagreements. My uh, fourth ex, we would argue. He would repeat himself and repeat himself as if that was gonna make what he said was right. He would call me and call me and call me or he would like keep talking about the same shit. He would get mad and walk off, probably don't speak to him for a few days. And we would never bring it up and we would just move on to the next shit. Like, that's how that shit went. Was it shit solved? Was it shit settled? My fifth ex. And I could say numbers because I don't do a lot of relationships. You know what I'm saying? Like, I kind of pick. I pick through. You know what I'm saying? And I decide if I'm going to give people my time and most of the time it's a no so my fifth is kind of like we would disagree i'll send mad texts because he doesn't live here or we were we really don't talk a lot on the phone because it's just not what we do um or i'll facetime and he won't answer he works a lot so i feel like that's kind of like I good dodge for him when it comes to like shit he don't want to deal with when it comes to us um I'd be like on 10 you know with what I'm pissed off about and he'd come meet me with a one and I'm just like what and he'll come text me on like some one level shit and I'm just like yo why the fuck are you so calm when I'm so fucking irritated and two days later he'll give me like 10 sentences through text back to back and then one call, no answer probably for me because I'm doing shit. And then it's a big deal when he called one time and I didn't answer. Like, sir, I don't live on the other side of this phone waiting for you to call me. Sometimes I'm going to be doing stuff. Like, I have two kids. I work two jobs. And I fucking run errands in between time. Like, I'm not about to sit around my phone when randomly you want to call and have a conversation. So I would get irritated that he had the nerve to be irritated when he wasn't really, you know, I I didn't feel like he was meeting me where I was at on what I was upset about. So I would either block him or I would delete him on my phone because me deleting people on my phone is not... A really a shot at you that oh you just really bothering me right now and you just really acting crazy and you really hit me up too much it's not that me deleting people out of my phone especially numbers I don't remember um it it restrains me from saying shit that I'm feeling at the time of me being angry like if your number is in my phone or your I could text you or I could get a hold of you and I could get access to you and I'm fucking angry. Instead of me spew out my angry shit and not just take a time and just leave you the fuck alone so I could calm down, I need to delete all access to you. I need to cut off all my access to you because I will reach the fuck out and go ham. Like, for me to fall back and calm the fuck down, I gotta block you, I gotta make you basically quote-unquote untouchable for myself so I can calm down it has no reflection on you blowing me up or you getting on my nerves it's just like I have to restrain myself because I grew up having to restrain myself because nobody was holding me back from shit because it was like a fucking free-for-all like do what you needed to do 
And sometimes when I'm like calm, I can't remember his number. I deleted his work number on my phone, so I couldn't call him at work. So it was kind of like, fuck, I got to DM him. (laughs) So I would DM him. He would hit me with a one-word text. And he would be like, why are you on here? And I'm like, because um, I can't text you. I can't call you. Why you can't call me? Because I deleted your number. Then he'll hit me with a SMH. Then I'm like, what's the number? And then he'll send me the number. Then when I text him, he going to say, I don't even know why I gave you my number again. <laughs> when I tell you, I know at what levels I could be ignoring. I know at what levels that I'm getting on your fucking nerves. I understand. If I was on the other end, I would completely be with you on this. But I'm just letting you know that this is my way of saying like, yes, I did all that extra shit just to hit you up and be like, what's up? Like, I need, I need, like, my time to vent. I need my time to be angry. I need my time to calm the fuck down. And I need your understanding of she just wants to be angry right now. I'm going to just let her be angry. Like, I need that. Especially with the fact that I can't talk to you face to face. So, this is just what I have to do. It has nothing to do with it being you. It's just how I have to <sighs> calm myself, you know what I'm saying, and deal with myself. Eventually, we speak, and, like, now it's kind of like, I understand, like, for what I need right now, I can't do long-distance relationship-wise. Like, I can have a conversation with you, we can chat, but... That's kind of like as far as it's going to go because there's no way for me to be fully 100% with that type of limitations on what I can and I can't do. So um, right now, I I just don't know. Like there has to be like some sort of plan in place for me to understand like what the fuck is going on. So right now, um, I guess we just chilling, I guess. You know, with all of them, I save my energy and my words now. Um, I would rather disagree, agree to disagree. I would rather do that shit and chill because agreeing to disagree gives me the space to be like, ah, we will never agree on this. I don't hate you. I just don't see it in your way and I will never see it in your way. And this is just something that we just have to agree to disagree with because it's not going to get anywhere. I'm not about to sit here and yell at you until I'm blue in the face. You're not about to do that shit. I'm not about to sit here while you do that shit. So everyone is allowed to, you know, have their say and that be their shit. And this is not, I'm not saying like now you can't have your deal breakers. Everybody is free to have their fucking deal breakers. Maybe something that I disagree with you on might be a deal breaker for you. Cool. Let me know that that's the deal breaker so we can both save our time and move the fuck on. But for me, agreeing to disagree is not 
me dismissing your thoughts and opinions. It's me understanding, like, why are we putting energy into something we're not about to agree on at the end of the conversation? Let's just agree to disagree and move on. So that's why I take that route. As far as, far as like, friends, I agree to disagree um, because... Just because I'm friends with you and I have love for you and I want to see you do well doesn't mean everything you do I'm about to agree on. You know, I've lost a few friendships over agreeing to disagree. You know what I'm saying? With it being said and with it not being said. Which has to be okay because I'm not adjusting my opinion for no one. I'm not adjusting my opinion for my mother. I'm not adjusting my opinion for my kids. Like, this is... You know, one of those things where you have to be in your truth about, like, one of my best friends um, found out, like, her ex-fiance became, you know, he got married. And my thing is, like, you're, you're already remarried and years into your new marriage. So my thing is the fact that he got remarried she said that she wasn't upset at she's mad at the fact that i knew and didn't say anything my thing is like why would i say anything to you about your ex getting remarried when you're completely out of that relationship like you completely cut off all ties to that relationship like why would i bring that up now and that was my whole point it wasn't like i want to hide this from you it wasn't like oh this is top secret shit Make sure you just don't say anything. And anything between you and him, because we were all friends at one time, I don't share. Like, I don't share your new life with this man. And he not wanting to know, like, what the fuck you got going on in your new life. Like, that's not what type time this is. And I feel like from the outside looking in, because... She that shit just caught her off guard. She just feels like, damn, like what other shit does he know about me now? And what other shit does, uh, you know, he know that I told you in confidence type shit, which is probably what she's thinking. But at the same time, the conversations that I have with him has nothing to do with her solely it has nothing to do with that you know he may vent to me about you know him not feeling trusting of people you know him having like issues with you know just getting back to you know what he needs to do now and just being around certain shit and having feelings about certain shit but but for me with everything that has happened in the past like this man is in pretty good condition emotionally with all that shit like it's a lot of shit and I just feel like she deserves to be happy and how she wants to be happy he deserves to be happy and how he wants to be happy that will forever be their experience and me being friends with both of them will forever be my experience and the lesson that I learned is when you have friends that are in a relationship and that relationship goes to shit. People have this invisible, oh, you better choose one type shit going on. I never allow anybody to dictate 
who I talk to when I talk to them or nothing. On some respectful shit, you just have to have that confidence, that secureness, that you understand who the fuck I am and you understand who the fuck you are. And be sure about where you stand right now and just be in that shit. But I will never, ever put myself and my feelings into a friend and whoever the fuck they're with and their relationship ever again in life. Because having to deal with people being in their feelings, people judging and assuming who knew what, when, how did this happen, how did you not know, all this extra bullshit because people don't want to be up front and exit clean out of their fucking old relationship and then have you in the middle like, so what the fuck did you know? So she didn't tell you anything? So he didn't say anything? So you didn't know this? How am I supposed to know? Like, get me the fuck out the middle of this shit, okay? The only, the only issue right now on the table is the fact that so much dirt has gone on that nobody's trusting and secure with what the fuck it is. And I can't fix that for nobody. But I can honestly say that I kept their lives separate for so long to the point where Sometimes it became a strain on me. And now I kind of feel like, shit, everything's on the table. Mind you, he's like known this whole time, like I'm still great friends with her. But at no point in time will I ever cross over and give you any type of interference on what the fuck she got going on. And he respected that shit. So when it comes off her end, respecting the fact that I keep them both separate, that's too hard for her and she can't do it, which I have to respect, which I have to agree to disagree because it is possible. It's just a choice that people make on whether they want to deal with that or not. And the fact that she doesn't want to deal with that or not, we do not speak. Like my children don't reach out to her. Like, and it was on some everyday type shit. Like, take the iPad and call her type shit. Like, there is like, there's a cutoff. And my thing is like, when my daughter asks, she's like, why we can't talk to such and such? She's mad at me. She doesn't want to talk to me. Well, if she's just mad at you, why can't I call her? I'm just like, you know what? I'm not even stepping into that. Like, if ever... My daughter picks up the iPad or picks up my phone and hits her up. She's probably not going to get through because being as to how petty she is, she probably blocked me. She probably um, deleted my shit or whatever. Like, I really don't give a fuck. But at the end of the day, I sleep very comfortable at night because I know what role I played and why I played it. Um, I don't know. I wish both of them the best. I don't have no ill will. 
I continuously want her to be happy. I continuously want her to do good in life. But ain't no friend of mine, ain't no family of mine, ain't no relationship of mine gonna make me mold myself into somebody else for the sake of you doing shit the shortcut way instead of being upfront about shit. And if you disagree with something I'm saying, that's cool too. I don't feel like you're a horrible person because we disagree. We just disagree. And I think people need to respect the fact that people are allowed to have their fucking opinions about shit. Like I've been having this, not a like everyday back and forth, but this thing about somebody brought up a conversation on Twitter about um, if babies should be circumcised or not. So I was like, I think they should. So then you have people who have their opinion on why babies shouldn't be circumcised. My thing is if I had a son and I've seen what the male privates look like not circumcised and I've seen what they look like circumcised, my preference on my child that I laid down and created with the man I chose to because I am that child's parent, I would definitely circumcise my child. Whether you agree with me or not, that is what I would do if I had a son. Whether you trying to fight me on my opinion, whether you're trying to change my opinion, whether you're trying to uh, bully me into seeing why I'm wrong about wanting to circumcise my child as a male, cool. I don't disrespect you. I don't think like you're like the scum of the earth because you don't want to circumcise your child. Cool, but I would. Whether you agree with that or not, people need to understand that just because you have a strong opinion or a weak opinion or a opinion, that does not mean you're going to change the next person's opinion about some shit they already have made up in their mind that they're going to do. And I think a lot of people have an issue with people choosing to do shit against the grain of what the fuck they think. Get off of that. You're going to live a much more freeing, peaceful fucking life when you stop trying to change other people's opinions about shit that they think. If people have an opinion about something you don't agree with, let them be with whatever the fuck they think. And you move the fuck on. And you don't deal with people. But I don't know. Twitter Twitter is a funny world where people feel like, oh, I'm about to tweet my opinion. Oh, I'm about to tweet my opinion too. And if somebody has an opinion that's different from yours, it's this motherfucking Mortal Kombat on this hub. That's cool. But my thing is like, the safest thing to do in life is agree to disagree and move the fuck on. Have you a drink, go out to eat, and live your fucking life. That is it. I just think more people need to learn and find a healthier way to fucking disagree in a loving way and still be respected 
at the end of the day. Still respect other people at the end of the day. Um, and there's some things that you can never agree on. They're like, I would never agree with the next person about being racist against a culture of people or because their skin is a certain color. Like, I can never be racist. Like, my family is too multicultural and diverse for me to sit here and be like, you know what? I really don't like such and such people. Or I really hate such and such people. Or such and such people are all stupid. Or such and such people are all this. Like, that's ignorant. And that's where you create a fucking boundary. It's not just an opinion. It is now a boundary and shit I will not allow. And that's cool too. But just do what the fuck works for you. And learn how to disagree. And still be respectable about the shit. That's it. that's all folks if you enjoyed today's episode cool please feel free to leave a review on apple Podcasts or leave a voicemail on anchor if you did not enjoy today's episode don't worry there's more to come (laughs) bye